All right, fans of the Pittsburgh Power Driver Podcast, we got a lot of stuff coming up here today. We're going to try to get to it all. It's a big week of loss, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Poot's losing his damn mind. Beef's probably going to lose a limb from all the awesome food that he had here at my place at SummerSlam. Uh, I've lost my clothes for this podcast, and our dear friend Ransom has lost both uh, mobility and his title. We'll cover all of it. Stay tuned. You're listening to... Pittsburgh. Piledriver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Well, Thursday night is upon us, and this is not the voice, the sultry voice of the Mad King. Mr. Alec Ransom that you're used to. Oh, no, no. He's out with injury after his uh, last title defense here, uh, defending the Chooserweight Championship. Uh, this is Tiger Bomb Tom. And uh, tonight we've got Mr. Poot the Bard. The bay, Barbarian. Bay. Is. Yes. Bay Bay, the Barbarian. Uh, we've got the Encyclopedia Wealth of Knowledge Mr. Beef the Legend, along with us, say hello to the people, Beef. Hello to the people, Beef. All right. That, that's very good. That's a thing. And, <laughs> and yours truly, Mr. Casual Gaming gaming Dad himself, gaming Tiger. Yeah, I can't talk to Uppercut. Thank you, Bomb Tom. Um, and uh, like I said, uh, the Mad King, Alec Ransom, is uh, is out with injury, both, both <clears throat> Both kayfabe and, and work, but and new. Well, I'm getting to there. I'm getting to there, uh, and we are in unprecedented times and in unprecedented waters because, after a long time of not having this happen, we have once again come up with not one but two chooserweight champions for you. Beef, why don't you tell the people what happened? I would love to, Tom. Uh, so August was a fun month, uh, but not near as uh, competitive, uh, I'd say, because we didn't have as many matches. It basically uh, went down to two events, SummerSlam and NXT. We'll talk about them. But Ransom, the Mad King, has had, has been displaced. Uh, as has he said himself, he's had a good run. Ladies and gentlemen... With 67 points overall, your new Choose Away champion, Tiger Bomb Tom, Beef the Legend. That's hashtag, right. Hashtag the, the era of hashtag Tiger Beef is upon us. Tiger Beef is here. Yes. Oh, you came pretty close, buddy. <laughs> and there is Poot with the exasperated side. Uh, the, the expanded standings, uh, Poot finished with 65 on the month, which was very respectable. Thanks. Very, very respectable. Ransom came in at 53. Um, uh, Pat came in at 49. Apparently, Pat's wife picked the matches better than he did. <laughs> and, uh, we need to get her in on the by, picks, then. By his own admonition, that is. Uh, and Ad then uh, we have Dave. How many beers yes, have you had, Beef? None uh, so far today. We'll see if we can change that. Uh, Dave actually split the gap between Poot and us with 66. So uh, oh. the the top was and he, competitive. And he, and he but... didn't even have to cheat this time. 
He did not have to cheat. You see what happens? <laughs> you cheat and you almost win. You fuck around you and almost find got out. Us. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> um, um, it, it is it, it it is worth noting that there was some fuckery with the uh, with the Bianca versus Sasha match. So we just uh, gave we just awarded points across the board on that one because oh, we'll it wasn't fair to that. take that away. Um, but yeah, uh, it was uh, an interesting weekend for sure in the wrestling world. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, boys. Yeah, thank you first of all for admitting that the fuckery was was there. I'm not bitter at all because I think uh, first of all, uh, all hail the the dual lover champions. Uh, you guys are the you guys are the brass you guys are the brass fuckers, not the golden lovers. The, the brass uh, fuckers. Um, the uh, like. Um, like the 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 thing was like you guys really like that wow the, um, I really like that one <laughs> that was good um, oh, wait till wait till you hear the nicknames that we have courtesy of oh, uh, my buddy Eli's wife Maria shout out to her oh I can't wait oh. wait oh, no it's like, gonna be great my my point my uh, point my point being that um it, it it like I'm not mad at all because number one I've been a little out of the loop as far as like main rostery stuff goes and and everything just like much like with all of us life has been kind of chaotic right now in in bad ways and in you know maybe some good ways as well um yeah. but um but the like this was really cool and I think yeah we had a tie which is what with the, with this new system we were trying to avoid but there's no dispute. There's no argument. There's no, like, it's it's very clear that it's like, oh, wow. Okay, we had a tie. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and I think had we not had the, the chicanery with that, with that match, the Bianca match, I think it would have been a little more clear cut. So I think, um, and I... I... I don't remember. I didn't. I never look at uh, what everybody else's picks are after after we record and we put the uh, the match list out there for for the rest of the general public. Um, so I, I don't know what everybody else picked, but I'm assuming that the that the consensus was probably Bianca pretty much across the board. Would I, would I be correct in saying that, Beef? Uh, Dave picked Sasha. So if anybody had a bone to pick, it would have been Dave. But I mean, at the end of the day, he would have lost points too. Yeah, you so, know, it's just so you know, they're, it was, they're, that's, the, the, those are tough. That's and yeah. with 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 the points attached to them, we can't just throw them out because you can't just throw away points. So right, yeah, because because the, there were different amounts of points wagers. So the easiest thing to do uh, was to just award those points. Um, you know, in the first place and then just let the chips fall where they may with everything else. And I, so. I think that's perfectly fair. Like, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't think that was I think that's a good and by accident, we, we managed into a way to, to handle those situations. I think yeah, that's yeah, a good be, way to do it going forward. Yeah, I, I, I do, too. That's uh, that's that's pretty good. Um, Change approved. So let's uh, well, let's let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly. What what do we want to start with here? Let's Pete? start with the ugly. Did you guys watch Raw at all on Monday? Uh, no. I did not. I no. was okay, I was a well, little I was a little busy. Yeah, I was. Consider yeah, you, yourselves you know. lucky. Uh, I didn't catch a whole ton of it, but I saw enough to make me really upset. Whenever I looked up and Karrion Cross is coming out, like I think to myself, Oh well, no. Yeah. This shit can't get worse. I, I think to myself, well, this shit really can't get worse. 
And then and it then gets it worse. And out looking like fucking BDSM Mad Max. Oh, my God. Dude, Didn't that they was... learned their lessons the first time with Retribution? Like, Dude, what the fuck are they tens, doing? That was Tensai-level bad. Like, I'm Ugh. sorry. I understand that's that's a that's a big puffery statement to make, but I'm not wrong. Like, that was a misstep. That was a gross, dumb misstep. I what? I don't understand. I, I really don't understand how you have somebody like Karrion Cross and you can fuck that up. And it really, really, I know we've said before, uh, we've we've debated this and and we've said, oh, you know, they won't fuck up Adam Cole. They can't because Adam Cole has that it factor and this and that and, and whatever. I, listen, if they can fuck up Karrion Cross. I'm really scared that they're going to fuck up Adam Cole, assuming he uh, makes his main roster debut because it doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon yet. And we'll get to that, too. But still, I just so fucking yeah, disappointed. I mean, I'm, it, like, it, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't watch Raw. I'm glad I, I'm glad I don't watch Raw. I haven't even caught the highlights like I, I, I mean, haven't bothered. He. He he beat Ricochet. He beat him quick. Okay. Oh, wow. Great. But doesn't, like, still doesn't erase that first fucking match loss to Jeff Hardy. Way to go. It doesn't. And he and he squashed Jeff Hardy last week. He tapped him out in like a ninety seconds. Great. It. You're right. It does not erase that loss. Uh, it doesn't erase the loss to Keith Lee, who has been surprisingly um missing i guess unsurprisingly missing the last couple of weeks like i don't care like they could have him beat bobby lashley for the wwe championship in 90 seconds and i would still be like i don't know if i'm buying it because like I, it's the that, way they booked him yeah it's the way they booked um, him since he's so been I, on I, raw and, and and we've talked about it and we've talked ad nauseum but man like you have this guy who has a fucking, like, Hitman-style character. Not like Brett the Hitman Heart, but like Hitman the video game-style character in, in Impact. Absolutely running roughshod. Uh, dude's got talent. Dude's got charisma. He's got the arm candy with Scarlet. And it's like, man, they can't now fuck this up. They, they can't fuck this up. And then they bring him on NXT. Like, the, the, the Hitman thing is gone, but then he's got, like, the, the, the Carrion name. and Yeah, the like end the of days sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the attachment to death and all that. Like, I'm like, okay, this is cool. I dig this. This works. Yeah. And then it just stopped on Raw. And Vince is like, I don't understand why this guy's not getting over. Why can't NXT talents get over, Vince says. Well, Dude, it's because, Vince, that's why. Yeah, it, it's because you neuter them. You take their testicles, you put them on a jar, and then you wonder why they got no balls. Like, that's why they got no balls, Vince. That's why. So, that's it's, the ugly. Um, well, and, and keep in mind, I'm, I'm a Demolition fanboy. I, Demolition is probably the best tag team in uh, of all time. I love Demolition. But not in 2021. That ain't gonna fly. Yeah, that shit don't flush. Like, it's it's the... The, the problem is, is that, like... And, and you, you, this, we have talked about so many examples. Every single one of us has talked about an example of where WWE drops the ball. Like, where, wh why? The question yeah. is always why. And the, the easy answer, the absolute easy answer is Vince McMahon and his continued obsession with controlling 
what is happening on the main roster. Like it is, you know what I mean? And, and, and putting his own spin on things. Cause it's, it's the idea of like, Oh, I know what's best. I know what to do. I know this. I know that I know this. I know that, but like you, you can't, no one can look at what they did with carrying cross taking away. Why the Scarlet is literally quite literally. If Vince McMahon could build a woman, it would be Scarlet Scarlet. Yeah. Like, why would he get rid of Scarlet? What is the impetus? The The only reason, and I think that you guys can agree with this, the absolute only reason why this would happen is that Vince is just trying to make a point that NXT personalities don't work on the main roster. Like, NXT doesn't work. That, that can be the only reason why he's doing this. It has well, to be. He just, and, he just and can't. You, he, he just can't get out of his own way. That's the problem. He can't leave well enough alone. He has to fine-tune things, even if it's just a little bit. And, and it's like, no, man, like, here is your perfectly done steak. And he's the kind of guy that sends it back that's like, ah, it's not quite done enough. And then it comes back out and he's like, oh, it's overdone. It's ruined. You fuck, you, you, you've ruined it. Damn it, you've ruined it. Yeah, you, and you know what? Like what I've just really come to the realization now, as we've been talking about this for the umpteenth million time, when you really think about it, uh, it's it shouldn't it shouldn't surprise us anymore that NXT call ups get uh, you know uh, sent to mid card obscurity because they're set up from failure from the start. Because, like you said, Vince wants so much control, and we've said it before, Vince doesn't like an idea that he didn't have some sort of input on you know yep. people people can't get over by themselves organically and naturally nope if he didn't have a hand in it fuck it he doesn't want anything to do with it and just throw it out the window and do whatever vince wants to do whereas in nxt with the with the fucking performance center and everything that they have and let don't kid yourselves like before the performance center, I mean, wrestlers of the old will tell you like how good it is down there. The fact of like the multiple training rings they have, the promo rooms that they have and stuff. You're setting these people up to be able to make their own characters. You know, you have the promo classes and stuff like that. Uh, you you encourage them to you know, uh, you encourage them to get themselves over because you're the only one that can do that. But then you take all that and you throw it out the window because once you get on Raw or SmackDown, doesn't matter because you're handed a fucking script and you're said, say this, do this, and that's it. So, so all that stuff that you're doing was all for naught. It doesn't matter. The only, th the only time it serves you any better is if you go outside of the WWE where you can actually have some creative control, have a little bit of creative freedom, and are encouraged, once again, to get yourself over. You know, get find that find that character that you have. Make get those levels of it. Peel peel it back layer by layer. You know, things like that. Dive a little bit deeper. And it, it's just it's so it's so fucking asinine. It's so ass backwards the way they do shit. When they get to Raw or SmackDown, as compared to what they're encouraged and taught to do in NXT, and I don't fucking get it. I don't understand it. It's so goddamn frustrating. And 
I mean, it, it, it's 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 very counterintuitive, and exactly. I mean, re- realistically, like I get it. You know, as as a man who is, uh, you know, as, as we all are growing in age, and I'm becoming an old man, like I I understand being set in your ways and wanting to do things your way. I, I get that, but man, when you had things happen organically, like The Rock, and and I realize that The Rock is a one in a million guy, that he's a guy, he, he's a fucking shooting star. I, I understand all of that. Right. But if you stifled him the way that you stifle your current talent now, uh. he would have he wouldn't be where he's at now. I guarantee it because that charisma wouldn't have shown through and they tried to stifle him. Let's not forget the blue chipper, Rocky Maivia die. Rocky die. Yeah. Eventually he broke out and said, just let me do it. Yeah. And at some point, and, and Jericho has, has the saying and I, and I, I, it, it's, it's the best thing ever. The way to treat Vince McMahon is by not asking for permission, but rather asking for forgiveness. Yep. Yep. And a lot of wrestlers have said that over the years. Yep. Because because if he if you can prove him wrong, if you can prove that it works, he's more likely to let you do it. And and you know if he really if if he can, if he sees the dollar signs if do the it. if the proof is there, do it, do it. Um, but, uh, but that's I don't, the point. He, I don't think it's there anymore though, because you, you no, look at Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan absolutely came through with like white hot baby face momentum. a la stone cold. Like there's no reason that he shouldn't have been on the top of the card from like WrestleMania 29 to fucking now he should have made a bit of this last WrestleMania. Well, but. Vince just refuses to let it happen. I think the problem is now is that, and this is, again, this is just a change with the times too. And you've heard other wrestlers say it. There are wrestlers there in the company, uh, you know, not, and I don't think they've ever named specific names, but I think if we look long and hard enough and really, really dive into it, you'd probably be able to figure out who, but there are wrestlers there that are content to show up, take the big money paycheck, and you know, fucking job to somebody on on a, on a main event or superstars recording or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there are people that are content, just like, hey, you know what? I I got the money, and but I'm st- but they do other things on the side, like you know, they have other platforms and things and other ventures that they you know, ha- have uh, pursued and, and things like that. But, you know, as far as it comes with their wrestling, they're they're content to be where they're at. There's Then there are other people that really, really want to show their creative side and and the, the art of the profession that is pro wrestling. Because let's let's not, uh, you know, let's let's not fucking beat around the bush when we say like, it is not a fucking easy profession to get into. You have to to really, really be a successful professional wrestler. You have to have not only the technical ability, you gotta have a marketable look, and you gotta have you gotta have fucking ass loads of charisma. 
Because if you get up there and you can't cut a promo on the microphone, it doesn't matter how fucking talented you are, you're dead in the water. Yep. That's all Absolutely. there is to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And we and we've seen we've seen how many different guys that were technically very, very gifted and just couldn't cut it on the mic. Or guys that were, you know, amazing on the microphone, but when it came dog to, shit in the know, ring, yeah. Dog shit in the ring. You know? Or you get you get guys now and bear with me, don't have a heart attack because I'm actually able gonna try to compliment this guy. I'm gonna try. When you have somebody that has the nostalgia appeal, albeit to fucking morons, like a Goldberg, that oh, has fuck. the hold on, it's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> that has the nostalgia appeal for whatever damn reason, because they were foolish enough to buy into it, but he's absolute dog shit in the ring. That's a perfect example right there. Now he's still not good on the mic. He's def definitely not fucking gifted in the ring, but he has. He lets his son dab whatever. in the ring like a dickhead. Well, his, I'm, I'm glad his son got put in the fucking hurt lock. Fuck him, too. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, that's just, the point. But you get is... my point. It's to really to really truly be successful. You know, look at look at Roman Reigns. OK, but uh, what was it? A couple a couple years ago, whenever him and Cena had that uh, had that little feud going on and they had the <laughs> SummerSlam match. Uh, whenever they were cutting promos on each other, Cena said to him, he's like, it's called a promo, Roman. You're going to have to learn how to do one. That was not like, to to my knowledge, that wasn't like scripted. That was a little bit of Cena kind of, you know, doing his own thing because Vince trusted him enough. Cena was probably one of the last of a dying breed. Getting round, back around to the point that a lot of people now, uh, they're... They're, they they don't have the balls to just go do it. They're they're afraid of, you know, rocking the boat. They're afraid of upsetting the old man. Well, it's and, because Vince McMahon has surrounded himself with yes men and, you know, yeah. to, to fucking use a turn of phrase that has become all the more important now. Yeah. Glad hand. What, what, what did he say? Glad, Glad hand, hand, hand is yes, man. yes man. man. Yeah. Yep. Like that. That's what Vince has <laughs> with like fucking. Johnny Ace and 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 these fucking morons just, yeah. that 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 just you know that's why there's upheaval in NXT right now because of uh. Johnny Ace and the other buffoons who believe that NXT has quote unquote failed. <laughs> You're getting seven hundred thousand views a week on in, a two-hour show on a, in a in the middle of the fucking week. In no way, yep. shape, form is that a failure, except in Vince's eyes. Because the fact that it doesn't have the numbers that that a Monday Night Raw or a Friday Night SmackDown has, when Raw has been the flagship show and the longest-running weekly episodic show on television. Because for... it doesn't have the numbers that AEW has. Well, despite the fact that they're not in a ratings war and the fed despite the fact that AEW is not a competitor like wcw was in the 90s the reason that nxt is having a brand upheaval right now and that nobody fucking knows what could come in the next month like literally we're all sitting here and pins and needles going what's going to happen to our nxt is because a nxt lost to aew in the ratings consistently 
And these morons that are in Vince McMahon's ear that he trusts for whatever fucking reason have convinced him that this is a failure and that NXT is now a failed state and therefore needs to be fixed. And well, and, and that, I, I think it's the problem that like, I mean, I honestly think too, it's because, you know, in NXT, I understand he wasn't really around much whenever crowds were there, but when carrying cross comes out, it's a big deal. Like he's a big deal. Why, why wouldn't, I want to know what the impetus is, and I know we've sung this song a million times, but I want to know the impetus of going, look what someone is doing. Uh, like, you're basically turning your your future main roster talent into, it, like, having a turnkey. You don't have to do... You don't have to put the effort in. Just let them do their thing that, they're bi- that they built in NXT. Literally, just let them do their thing. Build it up in NXT, have it be done, and then when they come to the main roster, just say, do more of that. And you sit back and just watch the magic happen. If there are tweaks that need to be done, you make those tweaks. But otherwise, you just let the money roll on in. And it, it, I like I know Vince has made his money, but like, why would you not want that? Why would you not want to just have a turnkey money-making business with really talented, entertaining people? Exactly. And if you try and if somebody tries to argue the fact, well, you don't want the gimmick to get stale. You don't want the character to get stale. Uh, Two words for you. John fucking Cena. Okay, he got he got stale for how long, you know, and and people bitched about him and stuff like that. If if uh, if somebody's sitting there telling Vince, so, well, we got to change this because now, you know, people people have been following him in NXT. They're going to want to see something different when he comes up here to Monday Night Raw or or on to SmackDown. No, 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 no. You're fucking full of shit, because if you can sit there and force feed John Cena down our throats for how long people can deal with, you know, another six months to a year of somebody that they were following in NXT. I, and, and if they're smart. They, yeah, I don't know. I just, they're not smart at all. I well, honestly, I think the best, the best fucking thing that they could do at this point. I honestly, I hope to God they're preparing to fucking sell and Vince gets the fuck out of the picture and we get somebody in there that will overall care, care and do the right. Like, I hope, I hope and pray that Triple H, you know, moves up the chain somehow or whatever and, and can be in a position to go, okay, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what Vince was doing. There was a lot of disagreement. This is what needs to be done and fucking or somebody, somebody or somebody willing to listen to the people who are the saying, Hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't a good idea. No, fuck it. It's such good shit. No, it's not Vince. It's not at well, all. And at the end of the day, like, I, I understand that we lay a lot of this on the feet of Vince McMahon, but honestly, I don't think... like Yes, I, I understand that he has an ironclad grip on his product, and that's never going to go away. But I, I think he's also detached from much of it, too. So as much as I want to say, damn you, Vince, the name that... I, keeps coming up and keeps coming around is fucking Johnny Ace. He was around 
during the fucking CM Punk follies. Let's let let's remember how the WWE Summer of Punk ended. Spoiler alert: It was with Punk. Uh, it was with Punk jobbing to Triple H and then losing the fucking title to Alberto Del Rio. Um, like that was a Johnny Ace product. So like I, I keep hearing the name Johnny Ace, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I just you. It, it's it's tough. It's tough because we're not there. We don't have the kind of pressure that Vince McMahon has. We can sit here and 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 armchair quarterback the whole thing. That's all well and good, but at the end of the day, you gotta have people you trust. And I think that the people that Vince McMahon trusts are just letting him down. You know, well, somebody's feeding him some bullshit. You know that that that's all I'm saying is that I think that somebody's convinced him that NXT has failed, and I don't think that that's the case. Well, speaking of the summer of punk, uh, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock uh, or are completely tuned out to everything going on <laughs> in the wrestling world, <laughs> there's let 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 me borrow let me borrow his phrase. <clears throat> it's clobbering time. Because DM Punk has made his AEW official debut. Beef being I, the uh, being the marquee Punk Mark. Take us down this road here. Beef, really quick. Yeah, man. Really quick. Can I say how amazing, amazing it was that the first words out of Punk's mouth were about Britt Baker? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Uh, so that's and and that's. You know, that, that's CM Punk in a fucking nutshell. All right, so this is the point of the podcast where I get down on my knees and I cup Phil Brooks's balls and I take the dick deep down my throat. Don't if forget to reach around. If you're not into <laughs> CM Punk, if you're not a CM Punk guy, you might want to skip ahead a little bit because I'm going to be real with you right now. If CM Punk knows the wrestling business unlike many others. There are very few with that scope of understanding of everything it takes to be a wrestling guy. Triple H is in that category, though shackled. Uh, Paul Heyman was in that category at one point and was also shackled in a different way. But these guys can see the business from like a top-down, bird's-eye view, and they fucking get it. So whenever CM Punk's first words put over Britt Baker, that gives you the exact reason why he's back. Because he sees credibility and believability in a product right now that he wants to get behind. My favorite quote is that August 13th, 2005 was my last match Ring of Honor and I left so I look at it like this. August 13th, 2005 I left professional wrestling. August 20th, 2021 I'm back. You cannot put a better spin on his career than that. Um, Basically saying that the WWE years didn't matter, have no effect on him, yep, and have no place in his life. Now, 
I'm sure that's for the marks. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's for the smart marks. Guilty. I gobbled it the fuck up. Slurp, but slurp. there is an ounce Gaw. of truth in that. Because we know that Vince regards WWE as entertainment. They're sports, sports entertainers. Yep. They are not wrestlers. They're superstars. They're not professional wrestlers. Yep. yep. They... They have uh, championships, not belts. You know, these kind of things. Vince, he's a mogul. I, I will give him every ounce of credit. He made a business from the ground up and is now worth many millions of dollars. But he is not professional wrestling. CM Punk is a guy that is professional wrestling. Just the absolute... So they came in on the shot. And it was just CM Punk chance. And we said last week that they had to start the show with CM Punk. There was no way that they could do anything but that. Otherwise, the entirety of the program would be hijacked. Um, hijacked. And, yeah. and it would have been. And when he came out, when, when, when Call of Personality hit, that was one of the biggest pops nu I've experienced in my life. Nuclear. Nuclear yep. pop. Bigger. Nuclear. You know how they say Road Warrior pop? I, I think we now have a new level above that. That was mm -hmm. insanity. That rivaled and probably was better than his pop and money in the bank. Yep. Um, because of money in the bank, he was still being booked as a heel. Here, the, he's the fucking, like, returning hero. And, I, I you know, there, there are many great takeaways from his return. But I think the biggest is that the organization and the people the wrestling fans and the people in the back like the other the other wrestlers brought him back because he's like I can work with this guy I can work with that guy I can I can put this guy over I can do this he's not there to earn a paycheck although I guarantee he's going to be getting a good fat paycheck yeah he's not there to win titles and again I guarantee you he's going to win titles he is there to ensure that the next generation of athletes, of sports, nope, of wrestler, gets over. That the same reason that Jericho is there. To ensure that this company is, is seated for the long haul. Now, fast forwarding to his promo on Wednesday night. A really cool moment broke out where um, the fans were doing the yes cheer. <laughs> he stops them, and he says, nope, that's the other guy's shtick. You may want to have a little bit of patience with that. Yep. Uh -huh. fucking nuts. Yep. Like, and, and I, you know, I, I don't know if Tony Khan was cool with that. I imagine he probably doesn't mind. Because it gets people talking, it gets that buzz, it gets that anticipation. Yep. You know, when will we see Daniel Bryan? Will it, or Brian Danielson? Will it be at All Out? Will it be in uh, Flushing Meadows? Uh, you know, where where will it be? We don't know. So we got to watch until we find out. So there again, like, putting over the fucking product to make people go, oh, that's going to be coming soon. I got to tune in. Yep. Super fucking smart dude. He's facing Darby Allen at All Out. Uh, I have mixed emotions about that. 
because I don't think he needs to win. Like, I don't, I don't think he needs to beat Darby Allen, but you can't have CM Punk lose in his AEW debut. Uh, you can have it go Broadway. Yeah, but that, I, that's, I, that's single-handedly going to be probably the toughest pick that I think that we have on the all-out card, in my own personal opinion. Whatever else we have, whatever other picks for September, that match single-handedly will probably be the hardest one for me personally to, to pick. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, because... It, it, it could literally go either way because Darby Allen is the exact type of guy that he's talking about wanting to get over, wanting to make, like, you know, the next guy. Yep. Um, like I said, weird, weird that they tap him for his initial debut match, but that's cool, man. I'm in I, for it. I think Punk wanted it. I think Punk obviously had a say in it, and I, I, think, I think that's... So. That's who he wanted. And yep. I don't blame him because Darby Allen is, you know, fits that whole ethos, man, of like the the different one, the small guy. Like think yeah. about in in it punk, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so bold right now. I believe that punk is gonna go over on that one. However, he's gonna make Darby Allen look like five hundred billion dollars. He's gonna make Darby Allen look so good, it's gonna be insane. Yeah, yeah, I regardless, uh, you know, regardless of who goes over, because we like there's an old saying, uh, an old saying that Bully Ray says, uh, it's not about, uh, it's not about uh, going over, or you know, it's not about winning or losing. It's about getting over. You don't have to go over to get over. You can. You. Uh, he said that uh, you know a lot of times. Uh, back in the day, you know, him and Dreamer used to used to you know argue about who was going to lose the match because they felt you know even though like whoever it was that was going to be losing was going to be the one that was still getting over more or whatever. So it's it we we've seen it happen before. Uh, you know, it's like okay, you're going to lose, but make this person look strong. Whatever, you know, it's so it's it, again, it's going to be a very very hard one to pick for me, but. And, and and regardless, like I, I think that we all win. I I, I really do because you know that, yeah. that's going to be a really great uh, a really great match and 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 just uh, you know a, a, a good uh, foray for Punk to enter into. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and and so the the rest of the card last night was. I don't want to say lacking, but but it was certainly almost on coast mode, which is okay. I think you're gonna uh, have you, those weeks. Yeah, like you don't have your top champion um, wrestling, you don't have your tag team champions wrestling, and and you can't, you definitely don't want to oversaturate that kind of thing. And I I, I get that, and that's one hundred percent okay. Um, I, I mean, you know, you, you, you want to have focus on the Jericho promo. You want to have focus on the punk promo. Like you, you're, now, can I, can I ask what, uh, can I ask what happened with Jericho? Because after last week, which that was the, the fact that we got like two goosebump moments from AEW within the same week, you know, with punk, uh, Friday on rampage in in, uh, you know, in Chicago, and then, you know, a couple nights before with uh, Jericho on Dynamite uh, coming out to, you know, an acapella crowd rendition of Judas. Like, that was 
that was oh, I'm getting goosebumps again just talking about it. That was pretty amazing. But what what happened with Jericho's promo so, after the fact of all those events of that match with MJF? Bottom line is it, it it sets up what is likely going to be the 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 final match with MJF, where Jericho has put his AEW career on the line. You think um, so? No, he that's that's that's, oh, that's, that's the condition is. for okay. the match. Like if he does not win, he won't wrestle in AEW again. Hooray! I was halfway right last time. Whenever we were talking about it at the beginning of the podcast, I had no. You were like, "Where do we go from here?" And I said, "I don't know." Loser leaves AEW, like Jericho's retirement. So there you go. And and you know we'll see where they go with it. We'll see how creative they get. But I will say that they have been sticklers, at least for Cody's thing. Like yeah. Cody lost, he has not been near that world title since. Right. So you know this this could be a big big deal um, if if Jericho loses. I you know again I don't think he will because he has. MJF has beat him three times. Jericho has to beat him at least once. That, yeah. That's my two cents. Um, but but regardless, you know, so so they wanted that, and then they, they really gave a um, uh, uh, a prime spot to the Varsity Blondes and uh, the Lucha Brothers to really have a great match, and they delivered. They had they had a really good match uh, to kind of be, uh, I don't want to say the main event, because there was, you know, a, a match as the main event, but they gave them a shot to be like, you know, the showcase match, as it were, Good. And, and and they delivered, and, and then uh, as 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 you close the show, Malachi Black does his thing against Arn's kid, a uh, little bit of a kerfuffle there, um, apparently, uh, and I you know I, I was in and out at this point, but uh, apparently Arn Anderson blocked the Black Mass. I have thoughts about that. <sighs> I, um, yeah, I, I have not seen or heard about this at all. I just uh, so like their their finishers anymore are very protected. Well, uh, otherwise, uh, other other way, like they're, they're very kind of like Cavalier. you know not protected. Yeah, they exactly exactly. Now there there are a few moves like Kenny Omega's uh, one wing and angel, which has yet to be kicked out from. Is it really? Uh, but, I thought. Yeah. Some, I thought no, one person it was, has. Nope. Two thousand and twelve was the last time it happened. Okay. Well, that's that good was to well know. before. That was well before Kenny the Cleaner. Well before any of that. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Kudos to so them for like, protecting that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so like in 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 an era where we have Michaels and Undertaker kicking out of each other's finishers four times and. Yeah, Brock Lesnar hitting the F the F five eight times in a match. Like it's 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 nice to see that. Um, so I you know, I don't know, man. I I just I I I lost my train of thought with that. Oh, the Black Mass and Arn blocking it. Like I get that Arn Anderson is a legend, and and uh, you know uh, a founding member of the Four Horsemen and all that happy happy horse shit. But like this is the fucking horsemen shit. Yeah, right. Uh, this this is fucking Malachi Black, and this is the fucking Black Mass. That's the one thing that WWE did pretty well. They made that a big fucking deal. Yeah. I don't know why you have Arm Block it. That seems kind of silly, but it is what it is. Uh, I think it, it's 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 all just a vessel so that he can get Cody in the ring at all out. It at least I look at it this way. At least it was. 
at least it was someone with the pedigree of Arn Anderson, someone who is historically a a f- fucking tough son of a bitch. Like at right. least it was that. Like Arn still carries his name and his legacy. Uh, you know, carries the weight of that. Yeah. If it would have been like Marco Stunt, yeah, then yeah. I'd be a little pissed off. But like, or even even if it was someone like I don't know. Um, if it was someone like, uh, no offense to him or anything, because I really like him in the ring, but like Ricky Starks, yeah. I, I would have been a little more upset. But like yeah. because it's Arn Anderson, and he even lo- he looks like that guy at the end of the bar that you see when you go into a dive bar who just like looks like that if you like touched him, you would just like immediately grow facial hair. Like Arn Anderson yeah. is a tough son of a bitch. <laughs> like I like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so I get it. Like it's. Uh, it, it 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 was it was kind of a st- not stupid decision, but it was. I think it was yeah. just poorly timed. I think if they would have let it breathe a little bit more and given him more time and built it that it was this super dominating kick, instead of doing it so quick, I think it yeah. would have been a little less of a faux pas. Good well, point. and and like you know. It, Again, I I understand all of the hubbub for Malachi Black. I think that he is going to be an absolute star and a godsend for them. But to have him get in the ring at 9.56 when your program is over at 10 p.m. is is, is kind of ridiculous, you know? I I, I just, I, I I don't see the value in it. So, um, you know, so that just goes to show that, hey, even when all cylinders are, 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 are hitting on AEW, sometimes they still get a couple things wrong. Um, and again, like we're not we're we're not too big to talk about that. We're, you know, we equal opportunity hate. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the all out card is sh- shaping up to be a really good one. Uh, you have the Bucks in a cage match against either the uh, the Lucha Brothers or um, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. You're going to have Omega defending against Christian, and we know what that match is going to be like because we've seen it once already. You know, you you um, you have uh, Moxley versus Onita, which is going to be fucking crazy, I'm sure. Uh, you have the blow-off for Jericho and MJF, and of course CM Punk's debut. Um, so there, there, there's, you know, a, a lot to look forward to here next Sunday night. I can't believe that's going to be coming up that quickly. My God, dude, it, it like, that's the thing is like lately, you know, meeting, meeting new people th- through work or just talking to people like the other weekend we, I played that, uh, that, uh, metal fest. I played that, that festival, I met yeah. all the other bands and stuff, and they saw my patches, and I got a whole bunch of two sweets because of the Bullet Club patch. Nice. And it was really cool. And, like, um, you know, meeting those guys and, and BSing with them about about this stuff was a lot of fun. Um, but, the, you know, there were some people who, like, I meet that, you know, I say, oh, yeah, I do a podcast about wrestling. 
And they say, oh, yeah, I used to watch whenever it was, of course, Ready, The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, you know, all that. Taker. Yeah, Bob Undertaker. Like, and Stone not dismiss, obviously not dismissing them, but that's whenever they would watch. You know what I mean? And then they, they quote, unquote, grew out of it. I tell everyone now, I said, listen, if you were, if you're a lapsed wrestling fan, this is the, this right now with AEW, and it's no offense to, NXT NXT is just being mishandled like the it's with with AEW I tell them if you want to enjoy a wrestling show watch AEW like you yep. won't you won't they might recognize but again this is why and we discussed this the other week that's why there are guys like Chris Jericho there's guys like CM Punk there's guys like you know you know even Arn Anderson for people who might be older like Christian you Christian know, yeah. yeah like you you see these names and they go oh I remember him I remember him I remember him but then they watch you know matches they watch Jungle Boy they watch the Lucha Bros they watch Pack they watch MJF and they go oh this guy's great or oh I hate this guy or I love this guy like I, you know what I mean and I tell yeah. them if you want to get back into wrestling watch AEW Dynamite and Rampage Bar none, yep. because you will be you will be very sports entertained. I, and the other, and to further piggyback off that, that's the other thing. When I hear people, I hear the same thing from people. They say, oh, "I used to watch it back when." Dot 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 dot. Oh, and I tell them, well, it's you know, it's it's good times right now. There's a lot of very very talented uh, you know wrestling going on in in NXT and in AEW. And uh, I was like, you know, I was like, it's it's a good time to be a fan and get back into it because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot more viable options. It's not just, you know, everything WWE right now. There's a lot of good wrestlers and a lot of different promotions. You just got to, you know, kind of seek out some of it because some of it's not as widely known. They're like, well, yeah, I wouldn't know anybody. I'm like, that's fine. You can you can start to get invested in new storylines and new characters and you know whatever new personalities again. Like, I I get the fact that it's like, oh well, am I gonna waste my time? Everything you know, not everything hits a hundred percent of the time. How many times do you hear about like this? new show on netflix or something you go check it out and you're like that was fucking dog shit these people were crazy i don't know what the hell they're right. talking about right and then the other times you're like then you you know you you're scrolling through and you've never even heard of one you turn it on you're like this is fucking awesome like it's you got you just give it a chance you know but um I want to. I want to. I, I, I don't want to suckle too much on the AEW yeah. heat. I, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like. I'd like to get into some SummerSlam because it was worth noting. It was. Yeah. It, it well, was a decent. It was a decent show overall. I think. Um, let's I start, think. Let's uh, let's start with the question. Go ahead. SummerSlam. Yeah. Touted as the you know the previously in years past the biggest block party of the summer, the biggest party of the summer. Yada yada yada. This year touted as the biggest show of the year. To you, both of you, I ask, did SummerSlam deliver on its promise to be the biggest show of the year? I'll let you go first because I already know my answer. Uh, no. Um, I mean, there there were there were highlights. Um, I mean, if you're talking about within the context of WWE and that bubble, then maybe. I mean... I, like you look at things like like you said the matches were good you had like you had some like 
goosebumpy moments with like Edge coming out to the Brood theme. That, yo, I popped so hard when I saw that. I was oh, yeah. thrilled. I was, th I, dude, it, it literally made me, for that, that little bit of time, it gave me the, um, it gave me the feeling of being in my teens again, watching wrestling with the dudes and like keeping up with it and like really super heavy, like everything stopped when it was time for Monday night. Like that was the thing. It's like I was, I'd be in the middle of homework. I'd be in the middle of whatever done, like done. Yep. No, we're, we're doing this now. And, and like edges face, like the mannerisms and everything. It was perfect. I mean, and we're going to obviously talk about it, but Brock Lesnar coming back with his weird onion head. Like, we, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. wrong. Like, that. No, you're not wrong. But, like, you're that's. that's I, not, dug it. I, I, I dug it. I dug it. It has. looks like a badass Viking. Dude, he I dig it, but he, it's weird. He looks it's like. Different. He looks like the grand protector of Whoville. Like, it's like, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. It looked, but then the more that I looked at him, I was like, oh man, Dean Ambrose finally evolved. Like it, it was, <laughs> no, it was, um, no, I'm, of course I'm joking, but like it, it was like, dude, it was, it was so cool when Brock Lesnar came out, Paul Heyman sold that, like there were cool moments and the matches weren't absolute dog shit except for one of them um oh yeah the, uh, we're gonna get to that <laughs> but like would i say wwe's biggest show of the year i guess yeah but the biggest show of the year in wrestling yeah not even fucking close yeah okay. I, I i'm 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 also gonna say a no uh and and for all the reasons that poot mentioned you know, there were highlights the the card itself there there was uh the match the the card itself of all the matches laid out was was a good card overall um there was a, i'm gonna i'm gonna even further off of another moment that was kind of was kind of un unwanted and unneeded but turned into something kind of cool for the smart marks uh, the whole Miz and uh, John Morrison, Mr. Uh, you know Johnny Drip Drip, and, yeah. and the whole Dripstick stuff, and the Dripstick 2000 or whatever, and then you had Xavier Woods coming out, basically a la Scott Hall, and that that was good. That that was funny, but I I feel like for the quote unquote casual fan or somebody who you know who didn't know who scott hall was whether it was in the uh realm of razor ramon or you know a la scott hall the outsiders in wcw maybe it fell a little short on them you know what i mean like then maybe there was like oh here comes you know xavier he's gonna be the falling to them fucking something funny he's gonna Miz and Morrison gonna get squirted with the water gun. Ha oh, funny. Okay. But no, there was like more to it than that. Like it was it was better on a deeper level than than just that. But um it was unneeded. I, I could have gone without it, you know. Um but overall, no, I wouldn't say it's their biggest show of the year because that again, that's something counterintuitive to me. You want to call SummerSlam the biggest show of the year. 
but yet WrestleMania is your supposed to be your biggest show of the year. So why would you say SummerSlam is going to be the biggest show of the year when you already had what was supposed to be and still, in my opinion, in the realm of WWE was the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania, not only because of the fact that it is WrestleMania, but the fact that it's the only major pay-per-view that WWE has ever done that's been like, a two night event that to me already says biggest show of the year. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're smoking when they're, when they're coming up with these taglines, but uh, it wasn't a bad event overall. Um, there were definitely some things that uh, were really awesome. Like the ones that Poot mentioned, but there was one in particular that was, a uh, well, so we're going to we're going to um, get to that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll kind of pivot into that. My problem with SummerSlam is my problem with WrestleMania is my problem with the main roster overall. And that is missed opportunities, botched momentum and like just 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 unfortunate booking situation. Yep. I'll go back to WrestleMania night two. Night one was amazing. They had a great card top to bottom. Not a bad spot on it. Um, including fucking Bad Bunny, for God's sakes. Yeah, he surprised um, a lot of us, I feel. And uh, ha- had a lot of momentum. And, th- and then you lead into uh, the, the, the Fiend, who, who the fans are just behind and love. And, and, it, and it's, it's a big fucking deal. And then, and then you have a choke job, and what ends up being Bray Wyatt's final WWE match, like you and I, I personally never recovered from it. I like that tore the wind out of my sails, and I was like, I'm done. Like night two, I'm out. Same thing with SummerSlam. A uh, couple bad booking decisions really made it tough for me to enjoy the back end of the card. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the return of Becky Lynch. Um, so forces, unbeknownst to anybody, but Sasha Banks and WWE apparently, uh, prevented Sasha from wrestling on SummerSlam. Now... If you know there, there, there are conflicting reports. Some people say that WWE knew as long as a week ahead of time, so that they had time to fix this. But instead, they chose to spend that time, you know, uh, uh, crossing their fingers and being like, "Oh, hopefully Mercedes comes back. Like, ho- hopefully she'll be back in time." And and. You know, as as opposed to putting a plan B into into motion, which would have been the smart thing to do. So, of course, uh, again, if 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 you know, you know, uh, Becky Lynch returned, huge pop. Understandably, Becky Lynch was a big deal when she left. Uh, looks great after having the kid. Like, good for her. Working hard. Appreciate it. Here's what I don't appreciate. Uh, WrestleMania, you did a good job of making new stars. They're going to carry your brand, at least for the next couple of years. Guys like Bobby Lashley, 
guys like um, well that 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 darn Randy Orton. I'm kidding, but you know, and and, and the ladies I think were the biggest beneficiaries. Rhea Ripley really made a name for herself that night by beating Oscar, and then Bianca Belair having that you know lights out match with Sasha Banks. That you know you you made two stars in the women's division that night. And and if you ask a lot of people, they'll tell you that Bianca was the one they came away remembering the most. And you have Becky Lynch come back and just absolutely snuff out that flame. I don't get it. Who yeah. help me or Tom? One of the two of you help me understand why I, that happened. I, it, Go ahead, Poot, because I don't understand it, dude. I I I I don't. Um... I feel like maybe it's just kind of a product of circumstance. Like, honestly, I, I, I maybe that it's one of those things again, which seems to be WWE kind of getting in its own way as it's, as it, as an entity is wont to do. Like you, you just, they, they were like, Oh, well, this isn't going to happen. So let's, let's bring back Becky. Becky's ready to come back. So we'll just have the, I don't know, man. Like it, it, I, I feel like WWE can't get out of its own way. Like it, it really is. It's that simple with that. I, like, I, I know that's like a cop out answer, but it, it really does feel that way. It feels like they just can't just stop and, and, and just not make uh trigger happy decisions. Well, and here's the thing, too. Like, so let's not, you know, let's not uh, belittle the fact that, you know, the the night before all this goes down with SummerSlam, CM Punk comes back on AEW. You can't sit there and tell me that somebody, you know, that they didn't have some sort of, like, everybody's been talking about it. You know, they probably had an idea, like the rest of us, that Punk was going to come out and make his AEW debut. So what do they counter with? Well, let's really shock the fans. Let's have Becky come back. And, ooh, caveat, let's have her beat Bianca in like 20 seconds. That'll really that'll really shock them. Shock isn't the word I would go with. It pissed off a lot of people because, like, I and I was grabbing a drink while Beef was talking about it, but I'm going to assume that he alluded to the fact, like him and I talked about when we were watching it together on Saturday. It's like, you you took Bianca's, uh, you know, historic like W you know WWE WrestleMania moment. You took her WrestleMania moment and this huge push that you've been giving her, and you just fucking snuffed it out just like that. That's not how you build stars. Like now, I get it in the sense that the you know there is the whole idea that the money's in the chase for for Bianca. Okay, maybe maybe you could get somebody to bite with that but the point is is having bianca lose wasn't the problem having her lose in 20 seconds to a returning becky lynch that's the fucking problem right there um you know that's a missed opportunity you could have taken out that fucking miz and morrison segment there which was probably what a good five minutes give or take mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you could you could yeah my girlfriend just said too long, too long. Okay. Cause she was sitting here watching along with myself and beef and, uh, my, uh, my buddy, uh, Eli and his wife, Maria. And, uh, 
and and you know Maria and and my girlfriend not being you know necessarily wrestling fans just kind of knowing a little bit of what goes on via osmosis through us you know they're saying they're like what the fuck is this and we're like uh, we don't know we don't have a good we don't have a good explanation but they could have taken that time right there missed opportunity they could have taken that time that they put into that segment and they could have used it in the match for bianca and becky and they could have even taken it a step further and they could have had Carmella, who was already out there, they could have made it a triple threat match. Because, at least in my opinion, a, a triple threat match that, albeit if it was still a short triple threat match, would have been more more digestible and easy to get over than a fucking 20-second squash where you just snuff out Bianca's WrestleMania build. You could have had that go a number of ways. You could have still had Becky... Uh, you could have had Becky go over. You could have had her, you know, pin Bianca all well and fine because Bianca could say, well, you know what? I, you know, you could counter with, okay, well, you know what? I didn't lose to just one person. You know, I was in a triple threat. So, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, I guarantee you I could beat you and have that, you know, that bravado and that, you know, fighting spirit. Where number two, you have Becky, you know, beat Carmella. And then that way, it still protects Bianca and keeps her still looking strong because she didn't eat the pin. Now, I know that's obviously that's always a cop out in any triple threat match. You know, somebody's always there to eat the pin. I get that. But when it works, it works. Um, I want to I want to pivot real quick and talk about a point that uh, that Beef and I were making during the uh the Lashley and Goldberg match speaking about protecting people. Mm-hmm. I was just about to go into that too. Yeah, man. God, great minds think alike. Hashtag Tiger Beef. I love it. Um so why? And I even half called this before it happened. Beef will attest to this. When at near the end of the the Goldberg and Lashley match, which I'm surprised it went as long as it did, because fucking any Goldberg match that's longer than five minutes is a fucking miracle unto itself. That may have been the longest Goldberg, Goldberg match in history. Yeah, I, the actual like yep. bell to bell, I believe that is. I'm I may have to go back and the only match that may have been longer the than William that would have been the, match? the Will yeah, yeah. The William Regal debacle yep. as we'll like to call it the William. Uh, debacle that's the name of my punk band <laughs> I, I, I want to be a part of this band um but no i uh that match despite the fact that it involved my most hated person in all of professional wrestling uh it, it was it was a serviceable match uh you know given the participants or the one participant in particular and Tom's but being by extra end, nice to Goldberg tonight. Like no, I'm, I'm. Listen, listen. It's it's been a it's I. It's been a weird week. Okay, let's just leave it at that. Uh, the match itself, nothing serviceable to to Goldberg. But I mean, let's. I'm I'm here to get. You know, I'll call I'll call a spade a spade. It was probably one of the longest Goldberg matches that there ever were ever because the man can't fucking wrestle his way out of a wet paper bag that's number one but at the end um when whenever mvp hit goldberg in the leg with the cane now here we go i get to shit on goldberg again 
Holy fucking delayed reaction, Batman. You're about a second and a half too late. Oh, yeah. fuck, I forgot to... Oh, I fuck, yeah. I forgot to sell. You know why you forgot to sell? Because you're not used to ever, ever having to actually sell. Because all you did was come out and fucking snarl, kick, spit, beer, jackhammer, fucking end of match. That's all you're trained to do because you suck. But I digress. Getting back into actually trying to analyze this and not just shit on Goldberg. So after that fact, he's sell you know, he's sell he's selling the, the knee injury or whatever. And Lashley is taking advantage of it. And I said to B I looked at Beef and I said I said the fuck. This is really gonna go one of two ways. I was like, either fucking Goldberg's gonna come back from this as a superhero and win, or they're gonna call a fucking ref stoppage to this. And they called the ref stoppage. And you know what that did? That made Goldberg still look strong because he didn't eat a pin. He didn't get submitted. There was a ref stoppage. You know what that does? That sets up for a fucking blood money return match and Goldberg walking out as the fucking champion. God help us all. As you know what else that does, though? It, it draws a very, very stark contrast between Goldberg and Punk. And again, anybody who's listening to this podcast, I don't have to explain how stark this contrast is, but it just proves the point. Goldberg is worried about himself and money. Punk is worried about the future of the sport. Punk wants to put people over, wants to make people look good, Goldberg doesn't want to fucking lose on, quote-unquote, the biggest show of the year. That is, in, in a fucking nutshell, is the problem with Goldberg. Yep. Bingo. Like, I... And, you know, I think that's... Well, it's the, it's the difference between, you know... you. I, I mean, you could, you could argue this, you know, one way or another. But, like... Don't. WWE... WWE is, it, it is, and we've said it before, they are the old guard. They are the old guard, and no matter how much they did evolve over time during, you know, the Attitude Era or whatever, you know, they, they tried something new, they evolved, they did this, they did that. There's still always a tinge of the, the for lack of a better term, the territory, if you will. There just yep. is. It's just there. The territory days, the old days, you know, the carny days, like it, it's just always going to be ingrained in WWE. There's not going to be uh, uh, anything super deeper than that. You know, I mean, it's all or, or even if they do change, they change their packaging, they change their music, they change everything else that that's always going to be an underlying tone that's just there. The, the the thing about AEW and how like how you want the punk versus Goldberg thing is that they are the new they are, you know, they're doing this, you know, arguably the same thing. I mean, AEW is not reinventing the wheel. Like, we're not saying yeah. they're reinventing the wheel, but they're making the wheel that when you go to buy new ones, you can either buy the ones that are $79 a set and might make you out of the parking lot, or they you can get a set of tires that are going to last you for 150,000 miles. Like, that's, you know, and I understand for any car people out there, that's not how tires work. But, like, you get what I'm saying. AEW right. is trying to 
make a better wheel, not reinvent it. Like they're 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 and they're giving people what they want. WWE is not worried about fans. They're not worried about these things because their main revenue sources come from other places. AEW, yeah, they have Tony Khan, but Tony Khan wants to make money. How does he make money? Make people fucking happy. Yep, that's that's a pretty good way of doing it. Um, speaking of making people happy, I think a lot of people were pretty pumped up at the end of SummerSlam uh, to see Brock Lesnar come back. Like we talked about it, that's uh, it's going to set up for an interesting match. Now, I I'm assuming that this uh, that you know Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns thing is going to take place at the uh, at Blood Money. Blood Money 7, what are we on? I don't know. Blood Blood Money 7, fucking global pandemic blood name. Um, blood Money I, 7, I, the capillary incident. Yeah, the capillary <laughs> incident. I like it. Um, I, I honestly feel, and not just because it's Brock Lesnar, but if they are setting up for this title match to be done overseas in Saudi Arabia or whatever, I think this is probably the time that you might actually see Roman lose this title because, uh, you know, a, a title change overseas at a Saudi show doesn't carry the same weight as losing it on pay-per-view in the States. You know what I mean? Uh, am I wrong? or am... Let me let me give you my best Lee Corso here uh, in the spirit of college football coming back in a week. Not so fast, my friend. Brock Lesnar has, I yes. think, Sorry, cat was like chewing on my headphone cord. So if you hear me randomly yelling at someone or something, it's the cat. Fair enough. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I believe it's reported that he has about eight dates on his current deal, which is about a year and a half, which is about matching what he had prior. So saying that from SummerSlam until, I don't know, WrestleMania 23 or 30. 43 i don't know 2023 the year of 2023 43 23 hut 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 uh no uh wrestlemania 2023 in uh los angeles um so basically saying from now until then is when he's going to be around you have eight dates to play with um now i'm sure more can be added or removed as needed but i don't know that i waste one of those dates on saudi arabia um, I, I, I think it's very clear that the fans here stateside, which, by the way, is your fucking bread and butter. By you taking big matches like this, potentially, overseas is pissing where you expect to eat, which is not a smart fucking thing to do. So, um, I, I, I do not believe that you'll see Brock Lesnar there just because of the dates uh, to his contract. Oh, Brock Lesnar. Reportedly, um, this was supposed to be held off until WrestleMania 2023. That was going to be the main event was Lesnar versus Reigns. So, they, in other words, they had a pretty fucking long-term goal for reigns that has changed and it's been moved up obviously i think we'll see this match ultimately come to fruition next year's wrestlemania 
which I think then lays the groundwork for you know who fucking Dwayne to come back and you know oh WrestleMania's in Hollywood we have the biggest star in Hollywood main event in WrestleMania you know what what better time to give him a rub than to take the fucking title that you've been building for fucking three years I don't know man the the whole thing fucking stinks sorry I, I, I so you said so you think that you think Roman's gonna hold on to the title until Mania is that what I heard you say yeah, uh, yeah, and and, okay. and 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 if and 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 if, and if rumors are to believe, be believed, he's probably gonna hang on to it for another year past this year's mania, or really at, at at the very least will end up back with it by that point. Wow, I that I mean that's only to probably lose to the Rock. I was gonna say that's putting a lot of faith in Roman. Like I, ugh. I mean I like don't I, get me wrong I. I absolutely don't think that's unreasonable right now, though. No, no, I don't no. at no. all. Like Roman. No, 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 no. It's fine. Like I'm. It's not unreasonable, but I'm just surprised that they would actually put that much faith in somebody with how wishy-washy they well, have been in the past, and and how how short-sighted they usually are, and they don't plan out long-term booking so far out. Like that's what surprises me. Like don't get me wrong. I lo- I love Roman's. I love Roman's work as a heel right now. Um, but you know, I don't know. Do you, do you think at some point he gets to that point of being such a good heel that ends up making good points and then kind of subsequently does a pseudo face turn? Like, no, no. Okay. Not, not this Roman Reigns. Okay. Uh, un, un, unless they, they change it up and here's, <laughs> here's what's funny. Again, assuming that their plan is to ultimately have the clash be between Roman and The Rock. In this climate that we're talking about, I could foresee where Roman gets a 40-60 split of The Rock's cheers. Because okay. The Rock would be a guy that comes that's coming off the fucking street. Coming off the fucking Hollywood set. You, 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 we, we all remember fucking 10 years ago... And I'm never leaving again. Yeah. And yeah. Where the fuck has he been for the last, like, what, but seven Roman, years? Roman can just use that and use that and use that. Like, I, like, not going to lie. Like, one of the, one of the, uh, I don't know, one of the, one of the best moments for, for Roman that I've heard him on the mic as of late was with, uh, with his, you know, most recent spattering with John Cena, where he's like, he's like, John same old shtick it's like missionary position every night over and over again i was like this is great i was like that's that was one of the best lines i've ever heard heel roman is good roman that and put that beef away yep i'm never gonna forget put that beef away that was hilarious i missed that one what was put that beef he was talking to to miro Yeah, and he, uh, he Miro took his shirt off, and and uh, Roman just like dismissively was like, "Yo, put that beef away, come on!" Like in the middle of his promo, and people popped for it, and it was in the heat of whenever they were just booing the shit out of Roman Reigns. People popped yeah. for it because but, he but, he let himself be who he is. But now here's the important question: assuming assuming that you're right, beef, assuming that uh, that they do run with Roman all the way up to Mania, and they keep this title on him. Who, uh, who are the faces 
that they have go up against him because I, I don't like I can think of a couple right off the top of my head. OK, I can think of a couple, but I don't know if it's enough to carry all the way to Mania. Obviously, you have Big E with his money in the bank contract. OK, mm-hmm. um, you could always put Kevin Owens back in there, but that's kind of been done a little bit to death in a sense as of late. So you'd have to have him like right on the later end of that stuff. Um, you got Edge. Cesaro. OK, OK, you got Edge. Yeah. Well, let's not forget there's a draft coming up here in, a, in, in about a two months or so, a month Is and a half it? or so. Yeah. Okay. I, w- I wasn't sure when the when the draft was. So okay, I so guess. I, I I think I think you could see a reinvigorated Keith Lee make a real hard push at a main event. Assuming uh, they actually fucking use him. Yeah. I mean, there's that. There's there's Drew, but th- again, yeah. I I okay. Maybe there's a little bit more, I guess. I, I wasn't considering the draft, and I wasn't considering the raw considering the raw roster. But honestly, the raw roster say that five times fast. That that's not very uh, that's not very face heavy itself either. Like like really, a lot of the big faces that you would have in main event title pushes are mostly on SmackDown. If we really think about it. Well, and and and, and the reality is if. Ultimately, WrestleMania 2022, their plan is to go with Lesnar versus Reigns uh, for the millionth time, which I have no problem with if they could pull it off. But if that's your idea, like you got to have a pretty firm plan in place for Roman to basically carry the feud by himself. Yeah, um, and and I don't I don't know that not only Roman or just anybody in fucking WWE creative is that good with that long term of booking to pull that off i'm well, sorry you have like, Heyman with him Heyman, i think adds an interesting uh, dynamic that's i mean yes Heyman. okay let me put it this way yes but Heyman, basically yes yes but Heyman unshackled or very loosely shackled could you know more than likely successfully pull that off but let's not forget who and what we're dealing with and the times that we're in. I, Tom, I'm are you just, trying I'm, to say that WWE is, tr- is, is leaning too hard on the stars of the past and haven't been doing a good job of making new baby face stars? Well, I know beef. I would never insinuate. I would never you are shitting me. I, I would never assume that. Come on. What, if what, only there was a roster. Guys, guys, we're, we're drifting off into some really absurd territory here. Okay. Like that, that you can't. If only uh, there was a roster of guys ready and made that were huge faces that were getting big time pops guys like, you know, Alistair black and, uh, and, and Keith Lee, you know, Johnny guys Gargano, that, that, Johnny Gargano, and, guys, guys that, that are really getting over Aaron somewhere. Cross and Adam Cole, baby. Huh? Uh, you know, and where that's, could we you t- know, where, oh, where could we turn to for this? At the end of the day, you know, chickens come home the roost, Bobby Boucher. Like this is this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you fight a stranger in the Alps. And also, uh, <laughs> also football is the devil. Football is devil. Football but like, is like devil. this is th- when when you short term book. Yep. 
this is what happens. This is what happens, Larry. Fuck around and find out, Vince. Yep, exactly. Yep. So whereas AEW is going to be poised going into the next fucking decade with guys like MJF, Hangman Page, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, I could go on, uh, fucking uh, Taz's kid, uh, all those guys from the Hook, Hook, yeah, um, uh, um, Jungle Arnold Boy, Powerhouse, kid, Jungle Powerhouse Boy, Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, you know the list goes on and on. Dark and on. Order, all these, all these fucking young guys that are like. We we sit here and we go, boy, Ray Phoenix, they're, boy, they're spectacular. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why we spend so much time harping about what AEW is doing right and what WWE is doing wrong. Because while right now it may make the most sense, five years from now, ten years from now, I think we'll look back and see this era as a pivotal turning point oh yeah to where mistakes were made and yep. listen i'm i'm not gonna bury the lead here i'm real pissed that charlotte flair won the women's title again yep because for the, for the 5,000 second you know 5,232nd time it's ridiculous mm -hmm. because you have i don't know i i i i feel really gypped about rhea ripley like i i'm very very bitter because that was another star that NXT hand made. Here yep. you go on a silver platter, ready to go, like Oscar, like Sasha Banks, like Becky Lynch. And what happened? Each and every one of those women fell to fucking Charlotte. Yep. It's 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 like a god dang rite of passage, and I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And here's what I hate even more. Do you hate it, though? <clears throat> I do. Here's what I hate even more. On a long enough timeline... The survival rate for everyone drops to zero? No, drops too. to Charlotte. Woo. We That, too. But we know where she's probably going to end up. I fucking hope not. <clears throat> so... That's the that's, one. That's the one person I don't ever want to see anywhere near AEW. For the love of Christ, please don't let it happen. Dear, um, dear sweet baby Jesus, sour baby Jesus, and spicy baby Jesus, please don't let this happen. By the way, uh, just as a heads up, ratings are in for Dynamite last night with CM Punk's debut episode. Yeah. Up point four eight in the ranking or in, in the ratings. Uh, totaling 1,172,000 viewers. I think it was a little less than 900,000 last week. So, yeah, nice. kind of a big fucking deal. Um, I, we we kind of skirted around it. We didn't really talk about uh, NXT TakeOver. Now, I only I tuned in because, you know, in the all the wisdom that is Peacock, they can't figure out how to let you do like how the network did where you know if you join into the broadcast late that you can actually watch it from the beginning or decide to watch live nope you are stuck with wherever the fuck you end up and you fucking suck it up and wait till it's over to watch the rebroadcast so i got into it very late um with the i think they were on the second falls match of the uh uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole match. So, give give me a give me a synopsis of like what happened before then, because I because I saw the last two matches eh, and that was it. it. Was 
It, it was takeover. Uh, it was everything you uh, expect to get out of a takeover. It wasn't the greatest. Like, wasn't the worst. I, 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 kind I, I of don't, the middle of the pack. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know who won or anything like that. I'm. I'm assuming it pretty much went the way we thought it would go via the picks because of how everything turned out. So Raquel, I, yeah, Raquel retained decent okay. match. Uh, Grimes and LA Knight was good. Uh, Grimes obviously beat Knight for the title. Who Ray? Yeah, yeah, about Wait, Hold on, hold on. I got to get one. Poot, give me one. Uh, what? Are, are you asking if we're going to go to the moon? Exactly. Thank you. I needed that. All right, uh, continue. The, <laughs> the standout match, as everybody predicted, was Ilya Dragunov versus Walter. Um, God almighty, I am... Oh, I'm so angry at him. I I screwed up and didn't put my five on that. I'm so uh, I angry. Know. I knew. I knew it. I knew it was coming. It was time. And Dragonov is the was just it's classic David and Goliath. They proved the first time on Walter Dragonov one that they could deliver and it, 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 it just just I'm so angry I had that mistake and I can feel Beef's eyebrows peeking right now. No, you might you might feel mine you might feel mine peeking because I don't remember what I put on that match, but that, that may have been. I do, I do. That's it. I, oh, well, man. I messed okay. up just from as we went along through our picks because yeah. yeah, cross was your cross was your mistake, and it was a four pointer. If anything, yep. if 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 you could have anything back, I think that you know one thing to have cross be your one pointer and, and dragon up be your four pointer. Yep, but yeah. man. What a I mean, great... I mean, I, I, I screwed up on that cross pick too, obviously. But I—that's one match I definitely want to go back and watch because I saw the aftermath oh. with uh, with the interview with uh, Ilyov, and he looked like he just got put through the fucking ringer. You know like, what this... his his like his upper chest looked like just fucking hamburger meat, and I'm like, oh my god, how hard did Walter chop him Dude, into next? Eternity? You want to know what the scary thing is, Tom? That is yeah. what Walter's opponents look like every time. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. Well, yep. and I, so conventional thinking says that match should have main evented. Um, I, I I get that like that's your like B side brand. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like the the writing was on the the wall. The carry cross was gone. Like so, uh, that I, I I didn't enjoy the main event at all. I I thought it was okay. It was boring. Samoa Joe, we so saw Samoa the muscle Joe buster was, though. Yeah, we saw the muscle buster that made me pop. I saw, Samoa yeah. Joe was okay. fucking like. Got the text from Beef. Muscle buster. Samoa like, Joe was like sweating Crisco like five minutes in. He needs to get his cardio back. Um, and like I said, if, to me, it was a foregone conclusion. To you me. know, the 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 writing was on the wall. So I, I, I didn't buy that. At the very least, Walter versus Dragunov should have started the event. Because to have Cole and O'Reilly follow that was a huge mistake. Because I was mentally just expended. Because yeah. I was like, man, what a great fucking match. Oh, and here comes the two out of three falls match. Well, I really only need to pay attention to the third fall. I, you know, I... Know, and, and and not only that, but Cole, but Cole O'Reilly was kind of, kind of also a foregone conclusion. We had it talked was, about it. Right. It was also very meh. It was very well, meh. 
I like I, the I, ending. I, I really like the ending where it came down to Adam Cole's fucking ego costing him the match and yeah. the feud. I thought that was perfect. But... Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was it was very well the ending of it was very well done because it really made me stop for a second and go like, uh oh, Riley's handcuff, like, okay, how are they gonna work him getting out of these handcuffs to catch Cole? Because all he has to do is just climb the cage. I was thinking that. I was not thinking Cole gonna Cole's gonna go in, get himself ensnared and submitted. And I was like, oh, even better. Like what's once O'Reilly locked that submission on him and you know still handcuffed to the rope i was like oh yeah this this gotta be it because they can't go anywhere from here but right um but we talked about that before that happened at at another nxt takeover where um it was oh god this goes way back uh to street profits forgotten sons uh undisputed era and i can't remember if there was one more in there um but it was the uh, it was the tag team ladder match for the NXT tag titles, and that was such a fucking barn burner of a match. And then right after that was the women's match, and we were like, meh. And and I think that was that may have still been whenever um, Shayna Baszler was in NXT. I believe. Yes. I think that was um, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. If I'm being honest. I, I can't remember that far back exactly who it was. But again, the match was, we were just kind of like, eh, like it was a good match, but, it, but it was just, it was just really, it, it was just unfortunate for them. The booking of that with, yeah. um, I, I agree when you're going to, when you're going to have something that's going to be that big of a barn burner of a match with, you know, uh, highly anticipated with Dragonov and, and Volter, and you've already seen what you got out of them once and you, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah, you got you got to put that at the beginning of the card, you know, and or at the very least, tell them, hey, guys, pump the brakes. We have our main events to follow this. And again, no one likes to be. Uh, I understand no the irony. I, I understand the irony that we were just talking about shackling people and people being unencumbered and let people work. But at the same time, if you know you got a match in the middle of the card, you have to say to them, hey, look, cool it a little bit because we have two pretty big matches to follow. The only thing that saved that is because the NXT, NXT is like the smart mark show. Yeah. And again, both, I think to me, uh, yeah, man. both of those matches following it were foregone conclusions. Yeah. We all knew that Cole was done in NXT one way or the other. Most of us knew, despite not picking as such that cross was pretty much done on NXT yeah, he's heading to the main roster. So I, you know, I just, I don't know, man. Oh. I, I, I want to pull the trigger and made it the main event just, just for something different. Now, overall, uh, now I don't know if you, did you get a chance to go back and watch everything else uh, and catch back up, Poot, or did you just catch highlights? Um, I watched, uh, I watched Takeover. Um, okay, and SummerSlam, I. I watched, but I skipped through stuff um, just just for time purposes. And I know that's, you know, we very often come in here every week and we just be like, you know, like, oh, we're a wrestling podcast. We talk about wrestling. It's like, did you watch Raw? Nope. Like, yeah, well, did you catch it? But then again, again, it's a, you know, a reminder to anyone who listens to this podcast, all seven of us, the, um, that that you know we're we're all pretty busy and like we you know oh, yeah. we all have life getting in the way but but um 
what what I did watch of NXT, I was sports entertained. SummerSlam, I think my problem was I went into it going like, all right, here we go. WWE's going to fuck it up. Like, I, I, I can't help it. And you know me. I'm the one that, that tries to champion, you know, power of positivity as as it as it were. But, like, yeah. it, it's really hard whenever you go in there and you're just like, it feels stale. It feels like a chore. When I watch AEW, it doesn't feel like a chore. When I watch NXT, it doesn't feel like a chore yet. Right. And and not and I will say, you know, the some other foregone conclusions, you know, that happened in SummerSlam. Uh, you know, Blueberry Crisp, aka yeah. uh Damian that would be Priest. Damian Priest. <laughs> uh again, you could thank Maria for that one. Blueberry Crisp. Uh, Blueberry Crisp. Yep. Okay. They're uh <laughs> They're they were off. She she doesn't necessarily remember all the names, so so she comes up with her own. Did Damian and Priest didn't need Winface? His his outfit named it for him. Jesus that's Christ! True. Like yeah. Um, but <laughs> you you have to. I'll have to get her over for an event when we're all together again. And uh, some some of the best moments of the night from SummerSlam were just the commentary from her. Like what was it? Um. She believed that Sheamus just looks like somebody who stinks. Yep. yep. And she's like, look, look at the move when he put when he put him in a headlock. She's like, look, she's shoving his head and stick shoving his head in his stinky armpit. I was like, oh Jesus Christ. I I I was I was <laughs> it wasn't even so much that I was sports entertained. I was commentary entertained here. Um we had, we had good company and, and good food and just good laughs. Um overall, uh, you know, quick answer. What was the better show of the weekend for you, NXT or SummerSlam, Poot? Oh, I, I'm sorry, and this is absolute dumb bias. Literally for no other reason than Dragonoff versus Valter. For me, it was NXT. Okay, Beef? Rampage. Oh, option C. I like it. I'll take uh, I'll 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 take twenty minutes of an honest to god CM Punk promo over all of SummerSlam. But to answer your question, t- take over, obviously. Okay. Gotcha. Um, what else we really got to touch on here I mean, this week? I I, I, I like and I I'm not trying I I'm sorry to cut you off, Tom. Like honestly, like man, I think we I think we kinda we kinda covered it. Like uh the only the only two things that I want to say, and I don't want to spend a lot of ire time on it, because uh, if we do want to try and do uh, a stump the champs um, or stump the chumps, rather, um, we could try and get that in. But then again, we don't have our buddy Ransom, which Ransom, we miss you. Um, uh, I, the the things that I want to mention, talk about is like, why Eva Marie? Why? And also... Why, why, why are we calling her Dewdrop? I know, I know it's, it's been a long-standing thing now. It's not like a brand new thing, but like, just God, it's so dumb. It's so stupid. I, I like, just, just I, fucking, just, I hate it. I hate it so much. And like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sum up the answer to that. Hashtag reasons. That's why. Good enough. What, but like, it just, once again, it's that, that's a Vince McMahon control thing. Yep. What's this? You were one of the greatest and most respected women wrestler on the independent scene. We'll give you a fucking ridiculous name. How's yep. that? Like, wh- I- where do you even get Dewdrop from anything she's ever done? Ever? I ever. don't know. Like, ever? I don't know. I, I because really she's don't. Fat, because she's fat and she enjoys candy. What is it? Is it? 
Vince McMahon logic. That's is, 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 is Dewdrop a type of candy or something? It sounds like, like it. Yeah, I man. It sounds like it, doesn't it? I don't fucking know. And it's spelled weird, and it's stupid, and it's just so disrespectful. It really you is. Know? And uh, like, and uh, thank God, thank God that Alexa Bliss won that match. I, you know, I had that, I had all the faith in the world in her. So I. I By the I, way, I, I, I just want to chime in. That was not me. Uh, a body shaming or anything. I respect the hell out of Piper or Viper, aka Piper Niven, aka fucking Dewdrop. I'm just saying that's probably Vince's thought process. No, so. and, it, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. absolutely is. And Piper Niven, like when she came into NXT UK, when I was really in the thick of watching NXT UK every single week, dude, when she came in, the pop was ridiculous. It was because like she like, was an honest to God, like women's champion. That was awesome outside of WWE. Uh, yep. Yeah, and it was like it was a big get. It was a huge get. And mm -hmm. now, just like every other thing, just like what's happening with Karrion Cross, just like what's happening with pretty much everyone, is that it's like you you just go like, okay, you're gonna ruin this nice thing. This is WWE. This is why we can't have nice things. This is yep. why we can't have nice things. And you know, like, and that's that's the the the. You, you know the fear for anyone who comes up on the main roster and it shouldn't be it should be the other way around we should be going okay they're doing well in nxt but man can't wait until they get to the main roster see what they can do it's just not that way it's just not yeah. and it never and unless there's something drastic that changes it'll never be we'll just keep getting more dew drops and bucket helmets like it's just stupid like you drop some bucket helmets. Like God. A fucking, I can't I can't wait I can't wait for that to be the ring name for the next person. Bucket helmet. Nope, there's your because, there's because your there's, bucket, why not? There's your episode one oh one title, do drop some bucket helmets. I like that. There you go. Perfect. Well, do you guys want to skip uh skip since we don't have the full fledged P three crew here? You wanna well, skip we won't have well I was gonna say we won't have it next week either, so That's true, it's Beef's true. not gonna be here. Um Well, I then I, I, listen, I say we hold off until the full force. I'm not trying to be a buzzkill to anyone out there who sends in questions. I'm not trying to, right. to bury the, the, the gimmick. I'm not trying to bury the segment. I'm just saying, you know, it's yeah. it's uh, it's only fair to the chumps. It's only fair to the chumps. Well, in that case, make sure you guys are refilling the uh, the emails out there. Uh, send it, send uh, two emails to Beef. Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast at gmail.com. Two emails, one with the question, one with the answer. And the second email with the answer, make sure you write a couple of sentences and put some spaces in so I don't see the answer. Otherwise, you will be disqualified and you will lose and get nothing. Good day, sir. Um yeah, so I mean I, I I'm with that. That's fine. We can we can let a few we can let a few pile up. That's not a big deal. I mean, we only it's really you know, we have like one person sending them to us, so you know, if he has an off week and he forgets, we'll be all right. It's no big thanks, deal. Pat. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Appreciate Shout out you. to the mid card. Shout out to the mid card maniac, the bastard Pat. Appreciate yeah, appreciate you, the bastard. Well, in that case, since we've uh, we have run since the milk's gone bad on this episode, we might as well just go ahead and wrap it up in a burrito. Thank you all so much for watching the P3 podcast. Make sure you follow our very own Tiger Uppercut Bomb Tom and his page. Hold on, hold on. Breaking Every news. And I... All right. All right. Okay. Ransom's, no, it's fine. Now, Ransom's not here. It had to happen. Go ahead. No, I'm just I'm just saying uh, I don't have an official report or anything, but 
Uh, I'm just now reading that WWE is under the impression that Adam Cole will not return and uh, posted on Cole's uh, Instagram story yesterday uh, with a picture of him versus Nakamura. So who knows? We'll see. But as I just am reading, it seems like WWE thinks that Adam Cole will not be back. I'm very confused by that, given the picture that we saw of uh, him, and the fact that him and Gargano doing some was sort recorded of recorded like... a couple weeks ago. Really? Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Man. Fuckery about. Stay tuned, and we'll figure it all out together. Go ahead, Poop. Follow our very own Casual Gaming Dad himself, Mr. Tiger Upper Cup Bomb Tom, and his page, Casual Gaming Dad, on Facebook. Watch his streams. They're a lot of fun. Buy his merch at gouldgaming.com. Search on Casual Gaming Dad. Get your very own P3 podcast shirt there as well, along with all of Tom's awesome merchandise. We also want to thank Mr. Sean Tischler and his work with independent wrestling in the central pennsylvania area actually all throughout pennsylvania so awesome we need to get out to an indie show here in uh the upcoming near future there fellas uh also we want to go ahead and thank our very own frigoff ransom the madman himself the mad king he will always be as such in my heart uh and his uh youtube channel frig off ransom ransom joke all joking and and puffery aside we hope you feel better buddy and we hope that you are doing okay we love you very very much uh we also would like to thank me why not poot the bard baby the barbarian and we also want to thank our very own encyclopedia mr beef the legend thank you beef again i'm going to offer thank you to mr tiger uppercut bomb tom for being here as well and all of his fun things we also want to thank mr ransom yet again all the thank yous this time man oh it feels so good to do we also want to remind you to what such positivity we also what we also want to we also want to tell you to go and subscribe on youtube to the pittsburgh pile driver podcast uh youtube page find us anywhere you find really good podcasts that could be spotify that could be itunes that could be uh or rather apple podcasts i think is what it's called now i'm not entirely sure you can also check us out on anchor uh, that's anchor.fm. That's where we kind of have the core of it. And then it gets disseminated out into the podcast, uh, arena ether from there. So you can check us out on there. And again, like us on Facebook as well. Just search for Pittsburgh pile driver podcast. And, uh, I want to share some fun things too. It's outside of wrestling, but, uh, my band Hellbent uh, just hit 2000, uh, 2000 likes on Facebook. Hey, congrats to Hellbent, man. Good job. And thank you very much. We're uh, we're doing some good stuff. We got a gig this weekend, and then we don't have one for six weeks. Wow. Oh, well, not, you know no, what that means. What? You know that means a weekend trip down here to the oh. new Tiger, the yeah, Tiger so Den. We'll, so, we'll, so we'll see you down here for all that then. Dude, uh, yep. listen, I'm thrilled, thrilled to have a little bit of a break. I love playing with those guys. We're making really good moves. We're doing good things. It just so happened that this is how we had like this little gap. And I think we all kind of need it. You know what I mean? Cause Absolutely. we've been since things opened back up, we've been gigging like crazy. So yeah, you could, guys have been busy. Yeah. We've been super busy. Yeah. So that that's, that's actually really, 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 really nice to, to get a little bit of a break and be able to like, you know, relax go see things go see people and uh not and be able to go oh damn i have a weekend what's that like 
Thank you all so much for watching. We appreciate you all. And I'm going to leave you with, uh, with just the dulcet tones of my whispers. Have a good day, good evening, good night, whenever you're watching this podcast. Boys, you ready? Ransom's not here. Who wants the stinger? No one? No? No? Okay. Bueller? Fail. I, I, just honestly, not, it wasn't my fail. It was your fail. It was your responsibility. Yeah, no. I have a stinger. You're both dumb. I, Bye, I everyone. Was, I was. No, oh, are you still recording? Wow. No, I was gonna say you should let. No, you should let it go. You should let it go with that, where you're like the dulcet tones, and like anyone have a stinger, and then just silence, and then that's it. Like, just let it go. I'd say do it like that. I don't know. This one's pretty good. <laughs>